Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, the madness continues. Two stories here I want to read. The first comes from Big League Politics, and it's titled Exclusive. Documents reveal San Jose School District's racist privilege indoctrination. Students are ordered to report their supposed privilege. Now again, if it sounds like I've already covered this, I kind of have, but unfortunately it's getting repetitive and it's spreading from district to district. And this kind of nonsense is just exhausting to say the least, but there's a particular section of this that I think is hilarious, and I'm going to read it. And it goes like this. By the way, these are all worksheets, and I've also said this before. It's as if these school districts or these particular schools that are implementing this garbage, which clearly is discrimination, um, they don't seem to understand that their students have parents and that those parents are sometimes lawyers. And as soon as they get a hold of something like this, they're in deep, deep trouble. Because again, a simple letter from a lawyer on lawyer letterhead or a law firm letterhead is usually all it takes to get them to end this garbage. So here we go. It says, quote, students are ordered to define left-wing mantras of quote-unquote oppression, including sexism, heterosexism, classism, racism, colorism, lookism, cisgenderism, nativism, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, ableism, ageism, sizeism, and colonialism. What next? What other word in the dictionary are they going to pick and put the word ism or ist? At the end of, what other word can they possibly choose? It continues, it says, quote, In collective and discriminatory fashion, the high schoolers are told to identify groups that are oppressed and groups that are privileged. This amounts to no less than ethnic and racial scapegoating, all conducted under the name of quote unquote diversity. In Maoist style struggle session fashion, Students are instructed to list ways in which they are supposedly privileged and not privileged. The student whistleblower, familiar with the matter, described Homestead High and Cooper and Cupertina School District administrators as confident in the uniformity of a left-wing identity-based culture in the affluent Northern California area, believing they wouldn't face criticism for the discrimin discriminatory trainings. Students and parents are inculcated in the race-based trainings as early as third grade, and as a result, some are wholly unfamiliar with the traditional American concept of treating people as individuals and equal treatment. The Cupertino, Cupertino School District features the demography of its own student base on its website, and the majority of students who attend the public school system are identified as Asian. Notably, the district doesn't even mention the proportion of students who are black raising serious questions on their standing to speak on matters of diversity. 73% Asian, 16% white, 5% Hispanic, 1 or more percent Filipino, and 2 or more races are 3.3%. Hmm. Interesting. So there's that. So again, 
teaching things that aren't even real is allegedly the norm now in that school district. It just makes you wonder how many other school districts, in particular in red states or in red counties, are including this nonsense. Because you know that it's out there, and you know that it exists. It can't just be one place. It has to be many, because if it's only one place, that would be mathematically impossible. So here's the last story. New York Post. Infectious disease expert warns double masking can do more harm. Uh, yikes. But make no mistake, they are all for mask wearing. So don't think that these are anti-mask people, because they are not. So here goes. A top infectious disease expert has warned that wearing two masks can do more harm if one of the face coverings isn't being worn correctly. See? It has nothing to do with the number of masks. It has to do with making sure that it's covering your nose and your mouth. This is absolutely ridiculous. Osterholm said that what's very important to him is to stop people from wearing the mask under their nose. Quote, you know, that's like fixing three of the five screen doors in your submarine, he said. We've got to get people to start using these right. That would help right there tremendously. White House Coronavirus Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci has stated two masks are likely more effective. What is it, Tony? What is it? Two masks, one mask, no mask. This so-called medical advice that's consistently contradicting itself and the people who are saying it are constantly contradicting themselves is really embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. But then again, I suppose that the more embarrassing part is that people are drinking this in and and they're going along with it. They're just drinking it in. Well, the good doctor said two masks. So be it. We'd better uh, we'd better mask up. Make sure we spend more of our hard-earned money on things that don't do anything. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give people a piece of advice here when it comes to having to sit through this kind of instruction if you're a K-12 student. If you're a K-12 student and and you're being asked to do this, just don't do it. That's all you have to do. Just don't do it. And then start asking that teacher questions. Why are we doing this? What does this have to do with the subject matter? I'll tell you what, in fact, this will really panic the teacher as a student, if you're a student and you're listening to this. If you're a student and you're listening to this and you're subjected to this kind of garbage Marxist instruction, look at the teacher and say, are you allowed to do this? If you ask that one question, are you really allowed to do this? That will send a chill down the spine of that teacher in an instant. Because when a student in a classroom setting asks a teacher, are they allowed to be doing the thing they're doing? That is a direct implication to that teacher that that student has no fears about walking down the hallway and knocking on every single door in the building, including the principal's office, and asking if they are, in fact, knowledgeable about what this teacher is allegedly teaching their students. It will send a chill down the spine of that teacher, and it will wake up so many more students that they, too, have the power to push back against such garbage indoctrination and garbage instruction. 
You see, people criticize education, and they use the word education. The question I have is, what is the quality of the instruction? Lots of people have educations. Pieces of paper and frames, hang them on walls, good for them. My degrees are on the floor in a closet. Not saying that because of one reason or another. I'm just saying that I don't put weight in a degree as much as I do the quality of instruction. Now, I was fortunate enough to receive quality instruction later on in my formal education. I received some garbage instruction early on. It was absolute garbage. And I found that out immediately when I started teaching school. Fortunately, I came from an education family who had their heads on straight, and they knew exactly what to expect. And so with their tutelage, along with my intuition and my own ability to read, write, and investigate particular things, I leaned away from things that weren't true by figuring out what was real and what wasn't, and then my instruction became better almost immediately as a result. But when you're being instructed by people like this, who claim to be the harbingers of quality education, this is poor instruction, which means the instructor is poor It really is that simple. It's Occam's razor. The answer lies in the explanation that requires the least amount of assumptions. I have said it a thousand times, and I've written about it at length a thousand times. Well, not really a thousand times, but plenty of times. The point is, is that school environments themselves are responsible for violent behavior. It's the decisions of consenting adults to this kind of brainwashing that is purposefully creating division among and between individuals and then groups of people, which then begs this question, what is the end game? What is the end result for which these Marxists and Maoists are, are, what is it that they're seeking to attain? What's the finish line? What does the finish line actually look like? Where everybody just agrees with the instructor, no matter what? Is that the finish line? Because it must be the finish line. Where every single person in the classroom doesn't talk, doesn't speak, They all nod their heads in perfect unison with one another when a question is answered about whether or not they are ageist or not, whether or not they are phobic for this, that, or the other, whether or not they are privileged. If they all nod their heads at the same time, is that the finish line? Is that the end game? Is that what they're looking for? It, it blows me away that this is even legal. This seems like it should be illegal because this is blatant discrimination under the guise of not being discriminatory when it's clearly discriminatory. So this has to be illegal. This has to stop. This has to end. I've said it again. I'm going to repeat myself. Voting with your feet is the easiest thing to do. 
It's the easiest thing. If these teachers are doing this, stop going. Just stop going. That's all. Stop going. A simple phone call from a parent to a school that says, we're homeschooling now. Goodbye. The more children that leave a school building, the less money that school building gets. They won't even be able to keep the lights on, let alone pay a Marxist teacher who's engaging in these kinds of behaviors. They won't be able to keep the lights on. They won't be able to pay salaries. The school will fold. It will crumble under the weight of their own illegality and their own lies. And that's the only solution here to this kind of thing. It's the only way. Because then that teacher who is doing this, who thinks that they're in the right, will flounder once they realize that their perfect little environment or their echo chamber has just been demolished. Once it's been demolished, it's gone. Are they going to have a hard time finding another job? Maybe not. Not if they stay generally within the same echo chamber or same area or community that continues to push or believe this garbage. It just blows me away. It blows me away that even institutions in higher ed, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but it's just the way that it is, that there are institutions in higher ed that will look at a resume and see freedom and independence and objectivity and true foundations of moral and, and high-value education and thinking and learning and teaching, that they'll see all of that on a resume and say, sorry, we're going to go in another direction. But then you have schools like this, K-12 environments and even higher ed institutions, again, that see a resume or listen to an individual talk and they say, yep, they're all about privilege and they know that privilege is a bad thing and it's real and ageism and sexism and all these phobias and oppression and cisgenderism and lookism. Lookism is the funny one. What is that? Lookism. Lookism. Honest to God. Um, I, I, the people that, that, I mean, just that people look at that or they'll, or they'll see these things on a person's resume and say, that's the person we need to hire. This is the level-headed human being right here. This person. That's when you know everything is wrong. That's when you know things are backwards. And that's when you know there has to be a complete and utter 180 degree shift in the entire system. This is not just a single a singular problem within a singular building. This is a widespread issue that people believe this garbage and then they peddle it to minors. They would really do well to read the book of Matthew chapter 18 verses 1 through 14. They would really do well to read that. I highly recommend everybody read that. God is watching this kind of stuff, and he's paying attention, and he will remind individuals of their wrongdoing toward minors and toward children. I guarantee it. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Don't forget to check out AmericanEducationFM.com, where you can make a small donation or even email us and be a guest on the podcast. Until next time, never stop learning, never stop reading, and never stop unlearning. Thanks for listening, and God bless.